It's time for the latest local, regional, and national sports topics of the day. It's the Sports Fan, presented by J&K Contracting. Ready? Break! Now, from the WATH studios, here's Connor Mills and Joey Madore. From the studios of WATH, this is a sports fan on 970 and 97.1 FM. Connor Mills of the mic alongside Joe Medora on this fifth day of February, 606 in the clock and currently 34 degrees and mostly cloudy outside. It's a very cloudy outside in southeast Ohio. It's a sports fan presented by JK Contracting. And Joey, more disappointing news. Uh, this one, I mean, with the Reds, with everything else, we'll get to professional stuff a little bit later. Of course, uh, Bobcats get postponed. Uh, but the third. The third quarantine period for the Federal Hawking Lancers. We learned that earlier today. Uh, but that now now pushes the Lancers all the way past the 13th. I think their quarantine return date is now February 14th. Uh, but that's another disappointing blow in what has really been an exciting and fun season for uh, Thompson's team and the Lancers so far. Yep. They just really can't... Uh... <laughs> They're the only team, really, in the area that's kind of had this issue of multiple quarantines. And, you know, they did one earlier in the year, then another one in January. It's like it's like a become a monthly thing, honestly. Um, so, you know, I don't really know what's going on. Last week they had the JV quarantine thing, and we were, you know, questioning. I mean, how does, you know, the JV team have an issue, but the varsity team doesn't because most of the time you're in the gym at the same time in the locker room and things like that. But. They were still playing varsity game with the with majority of the JV kids being out and some of the varsity kids being out as well even. Um, but it makes you wonder, you know, yeah, is it just a thing where, you know, federal hawking is more overly cautious than other teams around here and every time there's a little issue because maybe you look at it, it's like, well, our seating for the postseason pretty much a lock, so if we have made potentially a COVID issue, let's, let's quarantine now and uh, get it over with so hopefully down the line in a couple weeks you're not going to have to uh, forfeit a postseason game due to COVID. But um, you wonder if it's that, they're being overly cautious, or if they really just continue to, to have outbreaks. I mean, I don't know if federal hockey is having in-person classes or anything like that. If maybe that's the cause of it. I'm sure it's hybrid or something like that. That's what a lot of schools have done, I feel like, that are in person. But, um, right. you know, we I don't know, no, no other team really in the area has had you know, three different quarantines at a point in the season. All right. I mean, even for football season, right? I mean, football, yeah. everything was kind of a little bit early. Uh, you might have had a postponement here or there. Yeah, people but, would miss a week or something. Right. But it, it was never, it didn't really affect a whole lot of the football season. Obviously, there's more games with basketball this season. Um, but the only real game that comes to mind with football was Athens and Wellston. Um, but even then, you know, if you, if you merge the two seasons, right, if you take a look at Athens, you had one postponement in football and, you know, this quarantine period that they're almost out of it, right, because they'll have a game at River Valley on Tuesday as long as everything still goes to plan. Uh, but they only had, you know, one quarantine plus a postponed game. And a couple games, you know, spattered around during the basketball season that's gotten moved around. Uh, but still, I mean, for the most part, they have had, you know, the majority of their games played over two nearly full seasons football basketball uh and, and really around athens county but you know federal hawking again now at their third quarantine period they had one back what was it in december uh, that they had one joey that was the it, first one yeah yeah and then jan they've had one about one once a month yeah. once in once in uh, december once in january and now here in february yeah, i mean we watched the. it was like kind of it was like kind of over christmas break around that time i feel like i mean you pull up the schedule there and scroll up a little bit you can see when they stop playing yes yeah, so they got the few games in and then they didn't play again until after christmas on the 30th and then got a few of those games in another postponement and then they didn't play from the 9th to the 21st and now you know they played a lot of games over the past couple of weeks but you know obviously we're going to start to see a lot more postponements and you know it's a, it's a shame because they had some of these games coming up fort fry was going to be interested to see they were a really good team warren warren barely beat fort fry in a game earlier this year, and then, of course, you know, you assume those games are going to get scrapped and you're just going to play the, the remaining conference games once you get back to, well, you said the 14th would probably be their date? Yeah, I think that's what I got the information from Troy earlier this morning. I mean, it was the same info that you got. Yeah. Um, but I believe he said that on the 14th was when the end of the quarantine period would be, and he did. So, again, 
they'll be cleared on the 14th. They're in another quarantine period right now. And, and of course, I mean, we, we talk about it through a basketball lens because it's a sports talk show. But, you know, through a health and safety, you know, you hope that everybody is healthy. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, That's the first, uh, yeah, first, first priority there. Right. That's the first priority. But since it's sports talk, I mean, obviously we got to talk about the sports impacts on it. Yeah. Uh, but not to minimize the health you know, implications that it can have because, again, this is a, a pandemic. But it seems that, you know, now that we're nearing one full year, of going through the pandemic, it's almost as if, you know, we're, we're kind of just living with this thing now and taking the punches as they come. Uh, but this is another punch. It's disappointing to see, you know, federal hawking sidelined until the 14th yet again. Uh, but it is what it is. Right? Yeah. And, you know, with high schools, it, it's a little tougher. I mean, with, you know, pro teams, college teams, usually, uh, maybe not even college teams, but you, you get told, you know, someone tested positive or maybe you figure out who it is or something like that. With high school, we're just kind of left to speculate. I mean, maybe one of the kids had it. Maybe they didn't. Maybe they're just someone went, came into close contact. Maybe their parents or their sister or somebody got it. And that's what. So they want to keep them away. And instead of, you know, trying to dodge that, especially because, you know, these communities down here are also tight-knit. They all hang out with each other all the time. It's a small school, D4 school. Everybody probably knows everybody. It's just, you know, when there's a potential situation, you want to try to nip it in the butt and not have, you know, even the whole school go through it uh and but it's a shame because i mean when this team is on they're so fun to watch i mean and you know they scored over 70 points in their last three games they've scored over 80 points in two of those three games they've almost got 90 twice i mean they're they looked like they were starting to find their stride outside the marietta game what much they could do about that though marietta shot the lights out of the gym and uh right but they dominated wellston who has a really talented sophomore on their team and uh uh, it's it's a shame. I mean, what if we don't get to see the Trimble rematch? I mean, I know that was one of the, the highly regarded well, that, games, and, you know, you would hope that that's going to be one that get rescheduled. I mean, I don't know how far you, they're going to go past the 22nd to make up any more games. I mean, maybe they fit it in right away on the 14th or 15th when they first get back. I don't know. It's uh, going to be tough to call. Maybe they replace the Warren game with the Trimble game. That's supposed to be on the 16th. There's right. going to be a lot, of, a lot of moving pieces here, but... Uh, you know, you just want to, I don't know, I just want to, I, I personally want to know if it's just they're an overly cautious thing or they, they just continue to have guys, uh, unfortunately, test uh, positive or come around somebody who does. Right. Contact tracing or actual positive uh, test results back. Any, either way, I mean, you, you want to play it safe. Uh, but the games that are going to be affected about this, uh, the 8th, the 9th, 12th, and 13th, and in that order would be South Gallia at Waterford, home against Trimble, home against Fort Fry. Those are those games that are going to be affected. And out of every one of those games, if you're going to reschedule one, you have to reschedule the Trimble Tomcat game, right? Because that is going to be for the TVC Hawking. It's number one Trimble at 7-0, Federal Hawking at 4-1 in the Hawking. And everybody else at least has two losses, if not more, in conference, right? I mean, the next closest is Waterford, but they're sitting at 6-8 and eight with a 5-2 and two record in the Hawking. So if you're going to make one up, right, I mean, you got to make up that Trimble game because it is for, you know, the conference championship. Yeah, you're, well, Trimble's pretty much already locked up at least a share. Uh, if they beat Federal Hockey again, they're they're going to win it. It right. also becomes interesting. I mean, like, crazy thing about, I mean, it could come down to a situation that Fedhawk didn't even finish second if Waterford keeps winning because if they lose a second game and then don't play as many conference games <laughs> as Waterford does. I mean, Waterford could have a losing record. Fedhawk could be, I don't know, 12-4, and four, and they're going to be in third behind Waterford. It's crazy to think about, but both their losses coming to Trimble. But, I mean, if Waterford plays Trimble again, there's going to be another loss or, you know. But that's, that's really telling, huh? Six and eight, five and two in conference. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, uh, that's, uh, Wow. Yeah, it it is what it is. Um, you know, South Cali is at seven and five. Belpre's with the reigning record at nine and eight, uh, and then it's Southern and Eastern two and twelve and, and zero and eleven uh, in, in the hockey. So both rough, uh, rough, rough seasons for them. But you know, again, for federal hockey, the only positive that I could really take away from this, Joey, and I don't even think it would have mattered anyway, because who do they have? Everything would have mattered, uh, would have stayed the same anyway. Because their last game was against Wellston, 89-55. And then their next one would have been uh, home against South Gallia, 
on the 8th, and that would have been after the postseason rankings anyway. So it, this yeah, has no... That's a good point. I mean, this quarantine period right no, it's now... it's not going to affect their standing no. in any way. That's why, and, maybe, that's why I was kind of going down the line of maybe perhaps there's more of a cautionary thing once again because... They're not. Their spots locked. Whatever they're going to get voted is what is. It is what it's going to be. And they shouldn't point. And they shouldn't go below three. And even I mean, even let's say South Gallia they, that game was on Saturday instead. That's not them beating the doors off of South Gallia doesn't change. Uh, you know, they're not going to jump Trimble or New Boston, who are the only two teams projected to be ahead of them. Right. And you were never going to jump Trimble if you didn't play them again. And nah. they weren't scheduled to play them again until the twelfth. Right. And you know, it's going to be today tomorrow and Sunday that determine the postseason rankings. Yeah. So we'll know by Monday and, and on the sports event on Monday and let you know where the teams are in Southeast Ohio. That's strange how it's, how it's done like that. I know it's always been like that, but it's just weird how they decide the rankings before seeing the entirety of the season. <laughs> uh, I mean, you have to have the cutoff at some point, right? I don't know, why? Why not play all the regular season games and then figure it out? I don't know. Like, maybe, I mean, maybe it's too they close. got their system that works for them, I guess, but Right? I mean, you could go by... I know, again, I, I draw back to wrestling knowledge because that's what I did in high school. Like, I know you can have a general idea of who you're going to play, but the fact that it's set in stone, like, right. right away. And it's also different because, I mean, you know, back in, you know, back in uh, where I live, where I'm from, Maryland, that, like, you played home games. You didn't always play at neutral sites. So I guess it's a little different here because you've got to figure out where you're going because right. you're not going to play. It's not the highest seat as a home game. Right. I can tell you, you know, it used to be, we used to do the way that, you know, Southeast Ohio football was doing it, right? And at, at football across the state, they'd have the computer point rankings, and this was for, for me and wrestling, you know, they'd have the computer point rankings, then after a certain date, you'd cut it off, and then you'd know what your seedings are. Mm -hmm. That's what it, you know. Yeah, that's I fine. I, I, there, I'm just, that's, the fact they play, like, multiple games after that point is just kind of like, you know, what are these games for? <laughs> I mean, there's conference implications on there. Yeah, I guess. You know, yeah, I mean, I there's, guess. and it puts a little bit more importance on, you know, winning the big games earlier on in the season. Sure. Right? I mean, might uh, a team might catch fire late in the season. And, you know, let's say a number one seed is resting their starters for the postseason and they lose to a team that's you know, ranked 16th or they're seeded 16th. Right. I mean, once the regular season or once the postseason rolls around, yeah, that's not going to happen. You're going to, play all your starters but i mean if you're resting people if you have some kind of injuries towards the end of the season and yeah, it kind of solidifies your spot in there and guarantees it gives a little bit of a you know it, it lets your mind rest at ease heading sure. into the postseason you know where you are you know where you're going to go you know who you're going to face and gives you time to prepare for everybody too because you know who's on what side of the bracket yeah yeah that's a good point uh, transitioning over to something else, on Wednesday uh, when you were out calling the game and me and Michael Roth had an extensive playoff conversation, we talked about Athens currently being uh, seated, projected to play the number 60, the Sheridan Generals, right. out of the MVL, Athens being the 11. Um, and Michael Roth brought off an interesting point that I, I would like to run by you about how Sheridan is a very uh, solid team. They have been the past few years. A couple years ago, made it to the Final Four when Ethan Heller was uh, running the show. Last year, of course, uh, got upset in the first round against New Lex to go home. I believe they were the three seed. And, uh, but Michael Roth brought up a good point of, you know, while that's a solid team and top to bottom, they're probably a more talented team than Athens. Athens he thinks that Athens is going to have the best player on the floor in Braden Whiting. And, I mean, as you know, when it comes down to you know, playoff elimination in any sport, but especially basketball, if you have the guy on the court that no one can stop, I mean, you got a shot to beat anybody, especially in tournament play. All right, and I draw it back to, you know, going back to the Megs game where he scored his career-high 34 points. I mean, it's not, you know, you could say, what if, you know, he didn't play and you can play that game you know, all the way through. Right. But if you take him out of the equation, and he was taken out of the equation after he scored 34 points, I mean, he fouled out of the game. And then, you know, Athens kind of rolled their way to the finish there and uh, won a close one against Megs. Um, but still, you know, he is a big factor every time that he's out on the floor, uh, 66 to 60. So that game got a little bit closer, but Athens was on top big uh, before the, the ending of that one. But, yeah, I'd have to agree. You know, you're going to be hard-pressed to find somebody who's better than Whiting. Um, there's a lot of talent, but, you know, Whiting has been consistently scoring – 
20-plus points all season long. You know, whether it be 29, I think is what he scored against Federal Hawking. That was his last time out. What he's going to look like coming back after the quarantine period, I don't know. I mean, what what is the team going to look like coming back after this quarantine period? You hope a little refreshed, but... Right. And again, they're coming back against River Valley, and we had already talked about that. You know, it's a team that they throttled earlier on in the season. So you get a little bit of a warm-up game, get your legs going again, and, and get ready to go. Um, but, again, you don't know what they're they're going to be. You don't know, you know, how specific players are going to be coming back because maybe, you know, somebody who's in the starting lineup caught COVID. And this is just a hypothetical. You know, if somebody caught COVID, maybe they're coming back and maybe they're not as strong as they used to, uh, used to be or what shape they were in in the beginning of the season. You know, there, there are a lot of factors that, you know, won't be answered until they hit the court against River Valley. So, It's wild, though. I, I was just shocked yeah. that Ross said that. I thought for sure he'd come out and say, well, they don't got a shot shared in the NBL. They're one of the top teams in the big division of that uh, of the NBL. It's the first year they're doing that because they added a few other schools. And uh, I was just shocked to hear from him because I'm looking at some of these uh, Sheridan scores, and uh, they're pretty good. <laughs> they, uh, they, win, they win a lot of games pretty handily. Now, the MVL big school division is not very strong, so you got to take that in consideration. When they played New Lex, who, uh, you know, historically it's a team, Athens has been pretty, uh, pretty, been able to handle pretty well. They beat them only 48-42. Um, so, I don't know. We'll see. But, like I said, I think, uh, I think the interesting thing is, as you're pulling up a score there. Yeah, I'm trying to take a look at, uh, you, you talked about New Lex. Uh, in the area, Nelsonville lost to New Lexington 53-43. Uh, yeah, that was back so, on December yeah, 1st. It's hard to, yeah, now you're starting yeah. to try to gauge what what's going to happen. You're trying to make an A plus B equals C thing. Where that's really, uh, not right. how, really not how it really works. But, you know, it's kind of the yeah, best it's thing. Just common opponents. You can you know, go off of, yeah, for sure. It, just to take a look and see how, you know, Athens beat Nelsonville York. I think they did, didn't they? Yes. Did they have had, <laughs> yeah, they did. That was an early game. That was a 72-48. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty handily. Yep. Yeah, Nelsonville York's not great this year, but um, so we'll see how the, how the chips fall. I mean, that's just a prediction right now that they play Sheridan, but you know, it'll be uh, be quite a matchup to see what Whiting does against that team, and of course, you know, other guys have to step up because you need guys to do that in the postseason. But I just thought that take from Roth was interesting that you know Athens would have the best player on the floor, and uh, obviously you've watched Whiting a lot over the past couple of years. I saw him a good amount last year, not so much this year, but um. You know, so it'll be interesting to see if he can uh, kind of, you know, carry this team to a run this year. Whereas, you know, the past couple of years, two years ago, they were loaded. They had Maxfield, they had Butcher, they had Chubb, they had Elijah Williams, they had uh, who's the other starter, Justin Hines. Yep. And of course, you know, Markins and Whiting were coming off the bench last year. Markins and Whiting had to step up a bit, but you know, Trainer came out for the team. Uh, they still had Butcher for part of the season. He was gone after that. Um, who who else in that starting five last year? Uh, uh, Stevens. Matters played a lot. Matters played, yeah. They had a lot of guys. A lot more depth than this year's team. There was. And that's what, uh, you know, Troy and I always talk about with Federal Hawking. They have the depth. I think they have the most depth out of everybody else here in Southeast Ohio. Yeah. And, you know, Trimble has, you know, probably the best conditioned, maybe. I mean, you've seen Trimble more than I have this year. Yeah, Trimble can just wear you out with how they play defensively. They just stay at you, you know. They don't. They don't really light up the scoreboard too much, but you know they make every single possession hard for you. Right. So it, it, again, you need a little bit more depth, maybe. I don't know how far a run Athens can make. It's going to be a challenging, uh, you know, game against Sheridan. But we'll see if Roth likes what Whiting can do. Let's see what Whiting comes back with first, and you know, go from there. But we'll know who they face. Probably Sheridan, but it could be somebody else. Yeah, know. I never really looked at these uh, projections before this year, so I don't know how you know often they hit. Because I mean, obviously with football, you know, you have Joe Itell; he's usually pretty accurate. And right, uh, who was the other one? Drew Pastor. He does like the uh, Pastor. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He does the rankings too, and they usually come out right. Uh, I don't know who exactly does uh, the one on Southeast Ohio preps, but uh, P. Floyd, I think, is what the the handle is. Um, gotcha. I think Troy knows the guy. I, I don't know if that's just like a, a user handle. You know, it's just like a username in there. Right. I think PF. Well, I mean, like, especially for, you know, how it was at basketball this year, 
or, or I don't, or with football this year, and then like now this year, like the coaches are the ones deciding. And we were all talking about this. It's going to be interesting to see how they value, because you know some teams didn't start playing until after the new year. So how do you right. value a fourteen and three team versus you know a seven and one team? Right. It's going to be interesting to see how uh, how that gets weighed out. And do coaches do, you know, uh, obviously head to head matchups. Right. Right. Athens, even though they're D D three D two, but Athens would be quote unquote over. You know, Vinton County. Um, you know, Marietta would be over Athens because Marietta beat Athens. Um, so, again, you, you got to figure out where in there. I think Circleville would be the interesting one because Circleville beat Athens earlier on in the season. Sure. But, you know, on they're the rankings. Pro- they're like a projected 17 seed right. right now. Yeah. Right. So, I guess you rank the number of I mean, wins. same with Marietta. Marietta is 13, I believe. Somewhere in there. But still, I mean, how, how do they value the head-to-head matchups? Right. You know? I mean, strength of schedule has to matter, of course. Uh, True. But, True. I mean, I think some would argue, you know, the TVC doesn't help your strength of schedule uh, rating. That's why I think Athens and Fedhawk and Trimble have to go out and play all these tough teams outside of conference and try to, you know, help them beef up the resume a little bit. Right. It, help, it doesn't help Athens, but it does help, you know, if Trimble goes against an Athens that's a little bit better because that's a you know D four versus a D two, you know you have X amount of D two wins. Um, you know same thing with federal hockey. I mean both have wins over Athens this season, and because of that, you know it's probably going to be ranked a little bit higher. Uh, and obviously, you know they are the two seed and the three seed. No matter which way you flip it, nothing's going to be able to propel them over New Boston uh, right now, unless New Boston lost a couple of games, which I don't think that they did. Um, we can check that after the break, but still. You know, it should be a... Uh, I'm on it right now. You're on it. Well, I'm going to go to a break before you get it. We'll come back with that first. Also, as of news, Bobcats, Bowling Green Falcons, Russ Eisenstein was driving. He likes to drive, and uh, you know, he doesn't fly. He, he drives to the events, and he'll tell you that, too. Uh, but he usually gets there a couple days in advance. Uh, the, the broadcast is going to be tomorrow, and you know, he had to turn around because that game, as things in COVID happen, uh, that game was canceled as well. Postponed. So that game will be made up at a later time. But Oh, you want it now? I, well, I mean, it. we're still here now. They're 15-1. So yeah. So when was their one loss? Was that early or was that late? Uh, one loss came uh, in December, so fairly, okay. fairly uh, long ago. But it is one of the very few over 500 teams they played that they lost to, and they lost by mm, 29. Yeah, see, so, that's, that's what it would would have been nice, though, right? Let's say, you know, Trimble beats a Chesapeake or Trimble, uh, you know, what was the other? The Piketon loss, yeah. right? If they're able to reverse one of those games and get a win yeah, they're against probably, those teams. Yeah, they're probably up there. But you get the number one, and then on the other side of the bracket, so we can have two Athens County teams advancing deeper and deeper into the postseason, eventually you have to hit each other, right? But what is it going to be, the regional finals that they, they would see each other in? Uh, for, it be the district final, I believe. District final? Yeah, so it'd be all right, so it'd be the district final that they'd have to see each other in before they make it to the regionals. Um, so it would have been nice, but I, I, as, as all indications point right now, it would be New Boston 1, Trimble 2, Federal Hawking 3. That's what that head-to-head matchup win for Trimble uh, to get them the number two spot. But either way... It's enough for high school basketball, unless you want to call in and talk about it. 740-592-6646. We'll take a short break on the sports fan. And on the other side, Bobcats again postponed against Bowling Green. And Trevor Bauer playing with the heartstrings of Met fans and baseball fans. And uh, he decides to go to the Dodgers in the 11th hour. We'll be right back. Sports fan, 970, 97.1 FM, WATH. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. Sometimes the best time to prune trees is when they're dormant or with no leaves on them. For ISA-certified arborists, it helps them see what branches may need to be pruned or removed. Dormant season pruning can also help lessen problems associated with insects and diseases and help create structurally stronger trees that can better handle heavy wet snows or ice buildup. 
Contact an ISA certified arborist to get the best professional advice on keeping your trees healthy and safe. Go to treesforohio.org. That's trees, the number four, ohio.org. Hi, I'm Kim, and this is Ruth. Please join us every Wednesday morning on 970 WATH to make it happen. It's the Kim and Ruth Show. What's happening? It's not the Kim and Ruth Show. It's really... (laughs) Tune in to Make It Happen with Kim and Ruth every Wednesday morning at 10.06. And we'll spend time talking about health and wellness topics and all aspects of healthy living. But we know that you're the real expert in your health, so let us help you make it happen. Wednesday morning on 970 WATH to make it happen. Man, I love my kids so much. I once sat for three hours in the cold rain to watch her soccer team lose by 18 goals. I love my kids so much, I once used a tube to suck snot out of her stuffed nose at 3 a.m. You win. Love your kids? Love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat. From toddlers to tweens, visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to find the right seat for their age and size. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Start your mornings with Scott Daly from 6 to 12. Hop on the party line from 9 to 10. Join Sky Hope on Classic Caravan from 4 to 6 p.m. And listen into the sports fan at 6.06 on Classic Hits 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H. Local teams, local opinions. The Sports Fan on 970 WATH. 970, 97.1 FM, WATH. Nose on the mic with Joey Medor up until 7 o'clock today. And no events today. We had Ohio State and Iowa. That was a good game last Great night, game. Joey. Great game. I uh, saw a little bit of that. I think you guys saw that uh, more of that than I did. Um, but it was a it was a good time last night. Of course, one of our Ohio State wins. Well, yeah, I mean, we were having a socially distant poker night, and uh, <laughs> the game was on in the background. And I was I was shocked because Iowa was up like eleven, and then I blinked, looked back at the TV, and all of a sudden they were only up by three. And I was like, "What the? What what just happened in that right. stretch?" I mean, it was a it was a heck of a battle. I mean, two top ten teams. Uh, Iowa was a good club. To, so for Ohio State to go on the road and win that one, that's huge. Yeah, big win for Ohio State, and I. I I know we were going to open up or come back with something else, but you know, with Ohio State right now, I think that they are a Final Four team. The way that they are built, the way that they are winning, I mean, this team has been on a roll. I mean, the Big Ten, the Big Ten, Joey, is the best basketball the conference. Loaded. Yes, yes, it is. This year, right? And right now, Ohio State has wins over Rutgers, and Rutgers is a good team. I mean, they they fell out of the rankings a little bit. They were ranked. At they're the going to make the tournament. No, they're going to make the tournament, right? Barring some kind of collapse. But you have Michigan, Illinois, Iowa, Ohio State, Wisconsin, Purdue, and with others being ranked, you know, out on and off. I mean, Rutgers has been in the rankings, and I think maybe Minnesota. I mean, at one point. Minnesota has. You know, they're eleven and seven. Rutgers eleven and six. Indiana's always a solid team. Maryland's 10 and 8. They have four conference wins. All four of them are against top 25 teams. Right. So, I mean, it's a gauntlet. I can't believe how Michigan State's fallen off this year. But, uh, oh, yeah, they, they fell off a cliff. They're 2 and 7. Yeah. But they're still 8 and 7 overall. I mean, it's not like, you the know, final the final four, side. that's, uh, I don't know about that. You, there's two undefeated teams in college right. basketball right now. <laughs> Who do you, Gonzaga? Yep. Right. Or what? Gonzaga? I don't know. I, I called baseball games for a guy Gonzaga. who was from uh, Gonzaga. I, I always say Gonzaga, but I guess it's Zaga. Anyway, uh, but you have Gonzaga, and who's the other undefeated? Baylor. Baylor. All right, all right. But those are two teams, though. Okay. Right? With Michigan's the very good. <laughs> They're in the Big Ten themselves. Has there been a game between Ohio State and Michigan yet this year? Yeah, they've played by now. No, I don't see it. Uh, they had a game postponed. That's why. So I got one Michigan. And let's see, I'm on the WXC. They're supposed to play earlier in the year. They got postponed. Right. Do they have to play them twice? I mean, probably not now. I mean, COVID's got everything out of whack. Yeah, because they're only on the, on the schedule once, um, and that's going to come up on February 21st. But, again, Ohio State's rolling. You know, no, they're I'm, playing very well. They are one of the best teams in the nation right now. Yep, and, one four in a row, including yeah. wins over Wisconsin and Iowa in that stretch. Uh, yeah, they're a good, they're a good squad. I don't know. I mean, they they lost to Purdue by two points. That was the last loss. 
Now they're on a four-game winning streak in the Big Ten with wins over Wisconsin, Penn State, Michigan State, and Iowa. Yeah. I mean, right. E.J. Liddell has been really solid down low as a sophomore. He's, he's stepped up big. Dwayne Washington, they've expected big things from him since he stepped on campus. He's averaging 15 a game as well. Um, you know, they got the uh, the one junior, I believe, Suing's his name. He's averaging 10. They got a, yeah, they got a lot of guys. Yep. Think, yeah. yeah, that's the one. Arns, you know, not really giving you the big scoring production, but he can step in and be a threat from behind the arc. He's, uh, he's shooting uh, 48% from three on the season. I mean, can't get much better than that, especially with the volume of threes that he has shot. So yeah, they got a lot of pe- they got a lot of good parts. Um, but I will say, I mean, the Big Ten is you know just a loaded conference every night. And as I've watched Maryland basketball much of my life, I know that you know you can win eight in a row in the Big Ten, and all of a sudden you're losing to Ru- well, it used to be Rutgers, but a <laughs> uh, bad example for this year. Or you're losing to Northwestern or something. You got to be on your A game every night in this conference, and you know. Last year, of course, we didn't get to see it, but they were talking about, you know, eight, nine teams from the Big Ten potentially easily getting into the tournament, maybe even double-digit teams. And, I mean, it might have even gotten stronger this year just because of, you know, you still got the same amount of teams that are probably going to make it. Uh, I mean, Michigan's a lock. Illinois probably a lock. Ohio State, Wisconsin, Iowa, Purdue, there's six right there. Rutgers probably getting in. There's seven. The other ones you can't really guarantee. They're hovering around 500 if they, you know, they're going to have to make some noise late in the year to to strengthen that but i think they're just more top heavy this year you got three top 10 teams in one conference yeah i I mean that's you know that's that's like going back to the to the duke virginia north carolina how the acc used to kind of be like that and of course duke and north carolina have uh Uh, they've fallen off they've uh, taken a fall from grace but um Uh, the one and dones i think have killed them you know, I mean, you're not having yeah, a guy like I Zion mean, Williamson for a long time. There's that. Like, I mean, now that we're talking about the Big Ten, but, the, you know, at some point, basketball, you know, it surpasses guys. And, you know, Coach K and Roy Williams, they're, they're both getting up there. <laughs> uh, uh, all right, but they're legendary coaches, though. I mean, you, you're saying that. Absolutely. Well, this is the second straight year for North Carolina. And, I mean, right. Duke is bad. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. And it's just like. You're Coach K, man. It's not hard for you to recruit guys that come play for you. I mean, that's the way I look at it. But, you know, that's just a quick little tangent getting off the, the track there. But, yeah, I don't know. Final Four is a bit lofty, I think. It's a really good Ohio State team. Sweet 16. They, they can, oh, yeah. I think, yeah, they're kind of making a, a, you know. Uh, but I will say there's going to be a few really good number one seeds like Gonzaga, like uh, Baylor, like Michigan probably. Michigan's probably on their way to a one seed. I mean, they just... What if Ohio State beats Michigan, though? I mean, that you know, now we're talking about hypotheticals. I'm just talking about right now. Uh, at this moment, yeah. I, what are they ranked right now in the AP poll? Seventh? Yes. They're one above Iowa? Iowa's at eight? Yes. Yeah. I'm just... Michigan's beating everybody by double digits. Besides, they have one slip-up against Minnesota. I mean, they just kind of run through everybody. But they also haven't played in a while, so that doesn't help either. Right. I mean, they got to play some games. You know, hopefully that game on the 21st is played because that's going to be a big one. That'll be a, a, a big tell right there yep. as to where it's going to be. Yep. But oh, we're going to come back with was the uh, you know, Trevor Bauer stuff, right? So Trevor Bauer, last night, his agent, uh, Rachel Lupa, I believe it is. Uh, but Lupa was going out on Twitter, and she announced that you know, there are only two teams left in the in the bidding, right? Two teams left that Bauer was considering. He was going either to the Dodgers or what it seemed like last night were the Mets. And Bob Nightingale, who is an MLB reporter, Nightingale reports that he's going to the Mets. And then after that, <laughs> no. I mean, Nightingale got a lot of Met fans uh, excited about that. Including yourself. I was happy at the time. But I was also wary. I mean, he was the only guy reporting it that I saw. And immediately other people were saying, uh, right. that's um, not confirmed. <laughs> for some reason, it seems like Bob Nightingale just jumps a gun on everything, and then whatever he reports will happen, something else will happen in, instead. Uh, but either way, so Nightingale got the, the report wrong last night. And then comes today. Now, it was offered... Off the top of my head. The Dodgers. The Mets. The Mets offered Bauer a three-year deal 
worth around maybe $110 million. It was front-loaded at year number one and year number two. And he had an option to leave after right. the first year. Opt-outs after year one and two. If he stayed for all three Very years, player-friendly deal. Right. He would have stayed. He would have gotten $110 million for three years. But instead, he takes the discounted price and goes to the Dodgers in L.A. It's closer to his home, whatever it is. Right? He goes for $102 million, $40 million in year number one, $45 million in year number two, and then I think it's you know, all round out to $102 million if he stays for all three years. And you're guaranteed to compete for a World Series. so Right. And uh, listen, the Mets made big moves this offseason. As a Met fan, as a Red fan, I'm, I'm distraught because this well, guy who was, you had on your roster, you made a perfect trade, you got him to the postseason, and he did a tre- uh, tremendous job for the Cincinnati Reds. Yeah, but everybody knew the Reds weren't bringing him back. Right, I mean... Just the I way mean, the like power Mets, Mets fans are more heartbroken today than Reds fans are, and he I, wasn't even see, all, he wasn't even on the Mets. I don't even I don't even think Mets fans are, are heartbroken about it. I'm not heartbroken about losing Trevor Bauer. I just don't like that that guy played with our you know emotions here, and it's not even baseball season. You know, just make a decision. Why do I gotta know what what, what team you're going to? We don't have to play this around. Yeah, I live and die with every single pitch for baseball. I mean, now like I gotta... two months ago, he was talking about Jimmy's Seafood in Baltimore, saying he loves their crab cakes. I didn't, you know, right. once think he was coming to play for the Orioles. But I... today, he goes a step further, and if you went to his website, you know, BauerOutage.com or whatever it is. <laughs> at... yeah, that, man's a, that guy's a great marketer for well, himself. Listen, I, it... It's unbelievable what he does for himself. <laughs> but still, so Trevor Bauer goes out on his website, and he posts... Enter in to win signed Met gear. And then he also puts a Met t-shirt out there, right? It's the Bauer logo with orange and blue. So now he has a lot of people thinking, hey, you know, he's going to go to the Mets. That's what his, his website said. It's not officially announced. But why would you put merchandise out there in orange and blue if you are not going to don the orange and blue once you stepped on a baseball field? And then it changed over to the Dodgers. Well, he's got one color, right? Hey, you got the blue. Well, that's how the Mets were formed. Because the Mets, it used to be the Dodgers out in Brooklyn. Right. You had the Brooklyn Dodgers. You had the New York Giants. Right. Those teams left for Los Angeles. And then the Mets combined both of their logos or both of their colors. Uh-huh. So you had the Dodger blue, the giant orange. Well, that's away. how you get the blue and orange. So that's a little history. But Thank you for that. Yeah. But then, you know, he puts out and he has now a signed Dodger hat and everything else. And then after that. It says, our site is under construction or something. There is a Bauer outage. So he was playing with people all day long about his decision on where he wants to make $40 million plus a year for the next two years of his life. Yeah, I don't need to know. Listen, as a Met fan, I don't care that he went there. The Mets got Lindor. The Mets got, you know, the best pitcher in baseball in Jacob DeGrom, who probably would have won the Cy Young. People also don't bring up that they also got Carrasco in that trade. Who well, was yeah, another I mean, very solid starting pitcher. Exactly. I mean, we're not even talking about him. I mean, I'm just saying, you know, top tier players, right? Star players. Lindor. Got, they got. They got. Uh, who else is coming back? Stroman's coming back because he opted out last year. Yep. Uh, Noah Syndergaard has Tommy John surgery, so he's coming back after this. I mean, he won't hit the first. He won't be, you know, making it for spring training and everything. But still, you know, at some point this season, the Mets are going to get him back. But right now. You know, the Mets did not need Trevor Bauer. They can fill other spots. The Reds, and I even heard that uh, I'm seeing online that the Mets are interested in trading again with the Reds for Eugenio Suarez and Sonny Gray. So the Reds are just blowing it up, huh? They finally make the playoffs, and then... Uh, <laughs> well, you knew they, they weren't going to compete for Trevor Bauer. I mean, they're not, they're not right. going to be in the market to pay him $40 million, $45 million like the Dodgers and the Mets were. Yep. And the Mets are only in that position because they had a new owner. If their previous owner was still at the helm of the Mets, there was no way that he was ever going to either get Lindor. Like, everything that is happening with the Mets this offseason would not have happened with the previous ownership. Well, they made some trades, sure, but you're still going to get Brody Van Wagen. You're still going to have, like, Van Wagen was not a great general manager. He did not make the trades that needed to be made. And he lost us probably our future center fielder uh, over to Seattle for uh, Edwin Diaz and Robinson Cano, who's suspended because of performance-enhancing drugs. So that's his second suspension, and I hope that, you know, he's, he's not on the Mets anymore. No, he's probably done. He's like 41 anyway. Right. 
Exactly. I, he's, I, I think he's like 37. I mean, he's, I don't know if he's hit the 40s I yet. I think he might be 40. Nah. <laughs> Cano's not 40 yet. Dude, Robinson Cano has been playing a long time. I know he's been playing a long time, but he's not 40. He's like 38. Okay. Just, well, t- two years off. He's yeah. 38. You got it. Nailed it around it. See? He's 38 years old. And he had a good year offensively last year. Well, but he was now, juicing. <laughs> he was juicing. So, yeah, we don't, the Mets don't need him. The Reds, right now, to bring it back to Ohio, the Reds right now, I don't think they've really done anything in the offseason. I mean, they might have signed a couple of pitchers to minor league spring training uh, with the big league invite to spring training. I don't. Unless you've heard something, Joey. I mean, I don't think the Reds have really done a whole lot no. in this offseason. No. I mean, the rumors are they're trading Moustakis or trading Gray. I mean, they finally make the playoffs and they want to blow the whole thing up. It makes it makes no sense. And they were headed in the right and direction. And again, like, you you knew they weren't getting going to, you know, Bauer was probably a rental and you weren't going to be able to keep him because, that you know, just the market. You know, the right. Reds have just small market team. They're not out there spending that kind of money to keep a starting pitcher like that around. But also, I mean, you know. They bring all these guys in last year that thought you were going to bolster this offense. Now you're talking about, you know, getting rid of Suarez, getting rid of Stockis and, you know, See, all the other. It's just, it's not how you build a winning a winning baseball team. And the, the farm isn't anything special either. So right. I it's mean, not like there's guys coming up that are going to replace these guys. If I'm the Reds, you built up this program so well, right? I mean, you made it to the postseason. Now, was the offensive showing last year good? No, it was Yeesh. not. I mean, the- that was maybe the two worst back-to-back uh, offensive performances I've ever seen. And they were hot and cold all season long, right? I mean, they'd either hit the home run or they would die with the home run. That was That's all they could do. That's all they could do. They couldn't advance runners on you right. know, base hits. or. And you thought that you might get something else. Uh, what do you got, Freddie Glavis? I Glavis-Ed? mean, the fact they made the playoffs last year is a miracle because they were like second to bottom in the league in batting average. Right. You had low batting average. You had high home runs. Which is fine, but you need to be able to get on base to get somebody. I mean, you got to take your walks. You got to get on base. You got to get a hit by pitch. Somehow, you got to reach the base paths. But either way, it is what it is. Bauer ain't coming back. That's that's the. So you have a glaring hole in your starting rotation. Well, no, you still got enough there to pick out the swag if you keep Gray and Castillo and but. Right. If you keep these players that you have now, you're going to be all right. You know, they don't have to make a big splash. Kind of like the Mets did. Uh, I mean, the Mets' new ownership knew everything else. Uh, you know, they needed to fill a couple of holes. A big one was defensive for them. I mean, I, if the Reds are able to develop some of their players, get a little bit of high batting average, make a little bit more contact, and start driving in runs instead of depending on the home run, the Reds are going to be all right. But now you're without your ace pitcher and Trevor Bauer. And even Sonny Gray was, was the starter opening day for for Cincinnati last year. Yeah, he was very good, too. Yeah, you had Sonny Gray. Like, the Reds are going to be all right. Do you still need another pitcher? Yeah, probably. I mean, you need somebody to throw into the uh, pitching rotation for the five-man rotation, but still, you know, they're going to be, even though they haven't made a whole lot of moves this offseason, I think they're going to be all right. I do. I don't know about that. It's a big if. They need the batting average to come up. They did not do a great job at all last year uh, at the plate. But they, if they get better, they'll be all right because they had the pitching. Do you want to hear their two moves they've made uh, this offseason? Uh, can I guess? In the, in the 2021 calendar year. No, you, you won't be able to guess this. I, I'm not going to guess. I'm, I'm going to guess position. Sure. One pitcher hmm. and a catcher? No. They've acquired infielder Kyle Holder from Philadelphia. Okay. And uh, they acquired CNL Perez, a pitch, left-handed pitcher from the Strays, for a catcher. For a catcher. Yeah. Okay, so... There's those, those high-profile names we just talked about. Well, there was a... Uh, I, I forget what the name of the... Um... Signed Dwight Smith Jr. He was former Oriole past couple of years. Big signing there. Who was the catcher for them last year? Cast... Um... I, I, it's you on can, the tip of you, my you tongue. Can, you can figure it, it out. Yeah, I'll figure it out. We'll go to another break because we got to fit another one in uh, before we wrap up the show. But I'll figure it out. It's the it's going to come to me as soon as we hit the break. Either way, 
Sports Fan 970, 97.1 FM, WATH. An important message from the Ohio Department of Health about the COVID vaccines. These groundbreaking vaccines are now available for older Ohioans. They are safe, effective, and have been rigorously tested. It'll take time to get people vaccinated. But taking the COVID vaccine is the best way to protect our health and help Ohio on the road to recovery. Learn more at coronavirus.ohio.gov. That's coronavirus.ohio.gov. Have you heard of Project Rise? Are you a parent in Athens, Meigs, Perry, or Vinton counties? We provide internships, job shadowing, work-study, transition planning, and graduation coaching. All students and parents have free access to these resources. For more information, please find us on Facebook at AMESC Project Rise. There are numerous free events and resources that you need to know about. Act now. Project Rise will help you with your future after high school. Follow us on Facebook at AMESC Project Rise. Get the facts every hour at the top of the hour with CBS News Radio on Classic Hits 97 and 97.1 FM WATH. When there's something strange lurking under your bed, who are you going to call? Dustbusters! Athens Dustbusters are a licensed, bonded, husband and wife team that offer up top-of-the-line janitorial services at great prices, and they serve commercial and residences across Southeast Ohio. As the seasons change, don't worry about the cleanup. Call Athens Dustbusters at 740-541-7113 for a free quote. But don't just take our word about the Athens Dustbusters. Hi, I'm Sam. And I'm John. And we're Athens Dustbusters, and we will bust your dust. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget, they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740 521 for a free estimate. Now, for more of the Sports Fan on 970 WATH. Sports Fan 97's AM sign 970, FM sign 97.1 FM, and online at WXTQ.com backslash WATH. Now, I wanted to move on on the topic, but, of course, during the break, I scrolled through, and, and the catcher I was looking for was Casale. Kirk Casale left the Reds. So they, missed the, uh, they missed the backup catcher. But I wanted to move on from Bauer, and I just couldn't. His agent, Rachel Luba, goes, Met fans, y'all will forever hold a special place in my heart. Thanks to all the great memes and photoshops. You can hate us, but we still love you. Like, Why? <laughs> They literally had fans buy orange and blue T-shirts from his website. You guys are getting... And the T-shirts had Hello New York on them. Like, don't play with the the emotions of New York. I mean, this puts him up there as enemy number one, at least in the New York market. I mean, uh, here in Southeast Ohio, I don't think we care about, you know, what Trevor Bauer does and and doesn't do. He had hoped that he would stay with the Reds, but you knew that wasn't going to be the case. But, you know, he puts out... All this merchandise saying that he's going to be a Met then takes it down. I, mean, I just don't like being played like that at all. And he takes less money to go play for the Dodgers. Uh, it's it's rather unfortunate. It is. The two teams I have to pay attention to, uh, <laughs> one just made the playoffs and are getting rid of every good player on that team, and the other one might win 60 games this year. So, If they have a full 162-game season. I mean, that's the plan. Anyway, the big event, what is it, on Sunday, Joey? I, I don't even keep track of the days anymore. Good grief, Connor. Yes. 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 <laughs> but the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl is coming up. Uh, of course, Brady in his 10th Super Bowl. Mm. Patrick Mahomes now in his second mm. back-to-back. I mean, these two quarterbacks have been in the top of their game. You know, Mahomes since he got into the league. And, of course, Brady has been dominant uh, during his nearly what twenty seasons, like he's almost batting five hundred for when he enters into the Super Bowl, he, he's been un- unbelievable. Now he's only won what was it seven? No, six. How many Super Bowls Brady have? Seven. He's won six. Six. That's right. And how many do the? Uh... They beat, lost the Giants twice and lost to the Eagles. So right. they lost those three and won the other six. Right. This is his tenth. Lost to Manning twice and lost to. Uh... 
Big Richard Nick Foles. <laughs> yep. Nick Foles. Um. <laughs> Sorry, you laid, you laid it up for me there. He did. He did. <laughs> but Nick Foles, of course, defeating uh, Tom Brady. And Carson Wentz, I don't think, is going to be the quarterback of the, the Eagles. Doesn't appear that longer. way, no. Um, either way, still should be a pretty good matchup. And I saw that it was in the WXTQ Sports Group page, but there was somebody who put millions of dollars, like $3 million. The, the line right now. On the Bucks. On the Bucks, It's plus five and a half for Tampa Bay. Really? Plus five and a half for Tampa Bay. And he put you know, $3 million plus for the Bucks. I don't know what this guy knows. He got Tampa plus five and a half? No, no, no. Three and a half. He got Tampa three and a half. I would just say, I mean, I would think about taking maybe five and a half because I could see him losing by a field goal. I think the Chiefs win this game. I, I really right. do. Um, I know, like, there's this whole, I just can't bet against Brady in the Super Bowl. I can. I, I you know. With the I think, teams that are in front of them, yeah, yeah. Like, I just think they've had an extremely, you know, they beat the, the Heineken guy in the first playoff Heineken? game for Washington. Congrats. The second game, Breeze gave it away in the fourth quarter by throwing two interceptions that were just terrible passes. And then last week... He threw three interceptions. He didn't play great. I mean, the Packers give a dumb Hail Mary that they should never have. I mean, Rodgers should have ran the ball on third and goal, and he decided to throw in a double coverage, and they kick a field goal, give the ball back to him, they need one first down, they get a holding call to give it to him. And I don't know. You're just you're running into a different animal with this Chiefs team, man. I mean, what they did to Buffalo last week, just it looked, making it look so easy with Hill and Kelsey. Just it and Hill had 200 yards receiving after one quarter the last time these two teams played in the regular season when the Chiefs won 24-21. I just think I think it might even be worse in in the regular season. I think Mahomes and Andy Reid and that offense they just got something really special going on. I think the defense can play good enough to you know force Brady into a turnover or two. And if you turn the ball over against the Chiefs, they're going to make you pay for it. Uh, I really do see you know a 31 to 20 Chiefs win over the Bucks. Yeah, if I had three million dollars, I'm not putting on the on the bucks. <laughs> three and a half for the bucks, probably uh, not. I I just don't see I don't see it. I mean, the only way I see the bucks winning is that they can keep it close for three quarters, and then maybe in the fourth, Tom Brady can pull off something, uh, you know. And I you know I don't want to talk. You know, I hate to make refs a part of it, but. Brady does seem to get uh, a call or two in games like these, and especially him going for a seventh Super Bowl. I don't know. Maybe if it's a close game in the end, he might get another one of those uh, holding calls that he got last week. Who knows? And then then I might be a little scared. But I don't know. I just, like, the Chiefs can play two quarters of football and still win by multiple scores. That's it's just that's the reality of the situation right now. And, I mean, if, if Mahomes didn't go out against Cleveland, they win that game big, they beat Buffalo, and there was, like, never a part in that game where you thought Buffalo was going to win that game. So I, I just I just see them rolling on and once again, right? If you give Patrick Mahomes, I'd say even ten minutes, no matter the score, right? He's down by twenty. You know, you think that they still have a shot to win that game? At with Mahomes at the helm, yes, I would say yeah, they have a ten, shot. Ten, give me a ten minute window. Patrick How many Mahomes guys do you think can make that up in ten minutes? No, there ain't many. But. Not a, no, but I think he's that kind of talent. Yeah. Now I is agree. that logical? No, but. I would still say I'd still have confidence in Patrick Mahomes you know, either making a comeback or really taking it to the Bucks this weekend. But we'll see. 14-2 Kansas City Chiefs in the regular season against the 11-5 Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Sunday. Again, Bobcat game is canceled, but tune in to Joey tomorrow. Joey and Troy go over to Alexander for the Athens County Game of the Week. Trimble at Alexander. It's a sports fan. 970, 97.1 FM, WATH. This is Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. WATH.